Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan, and this podcast is all about just gently letting go of those layers that are in the way of us seeing what we truly are, which is divine essence, divine love. So today's episode is going to be all about supporting transformation. And that's come to me because I've recently been on retreat with Auntie Jinta, or Isaira, and I'm in the process of deep transformation. And also because of a number of clients I've witnessed this week um, going through what is really challenging transformation or transition, and just how we go about supporting that. And just to introduce myself, I'm a GP that does psychotherapy, counselling, mindfulness and spirituality. And you can find me on my website, which is livingawarenesswa.com. And there's rebates available if you live in Australia, but I'm very happy to see people from overseas as well. So supporting transformation or transition, we could call that. And the best way for me to, or always the best way for me to share is from personal experience because it means it's not just about me saying what you can do or what we should do, but it's more about what has worked for me and you can take that into your own heart and figure out for yourself what's a wholesome way forward for you. So recently... Isara had a beautiful retreat, the Retreat of Awakening on Sacred Country in New South Wales. And as always, it was completely sublime. And before I left, I'd been feeling a, a deepening into oneness, you could say, um, which is beautiful, but also there's been a lot of fear and a lot of resistance. And I've had this, I think I've mentioned before, I've had this injury to my hamstring right where it inserts on the sit bones. Um, That's been there for a long time now. And it's felt for a long time that that's been to do with fear, not wanting to let go fully into consciousness. And Before I went to the retreat, it felt really quite locked up. But during the retreat, although it's still there, it's definitely starting to unlock. And that's because the fear that's underneath it is starting to unlock as well. And so I'll just describe maybe one very beautiful experience or maybe a couple will come out, I'm not sure. Being with Auntie Jinta is always sublime because she rests entirely in pure spirit, pure awareness. She's a just the clearest channel I've ever had the grace and opportunity to be with. And so the minute I start to be with her, there starts to be this unraveling, <laughs> you know, and I resist that often, but it, whether I like it or not, it starts to happen, which is beautiful. But on the second, actually I might just mention on the very first night we had a meditation and 
I had a glass of water in front of me and a cricket hopped into the glass of water and Auntie Jinta talked about cricket medicine and I tipped the cricket out but there was still water in the glass so I drank the rest of it and she said cricket medicine is about diving in to dark places and singing and I knew the message for me there was about and this is a message of transformation for all of you is that I had fear of it of course I did you know my ego was resisting further annihilation you could say or further letting go and it was about just totally opening into and accepting that fear and singing with it you know loving it holding it with grace so that was a beautiful start and then I think it was on the first day we did this walk to a waterway or a stream that's on the property and it was the most amazing experience. The, when we got there, there was another Indigenous elder with us and she said that she'd never felt so many or seen so many ancestors there to support and help us. And Auntie Jinta was there, of course, also. And it was just the most loving experience and every being there I know felt that and had some opening because of that and we were told to just listen to what the ancestors guided us to do and so I put my feet in the stream and then I felt that I wanted to sit in the stream because I wanted my hamstring to rest in that and then I ended up just lying completely fully clothed in the stream and honestly I felt so just loved just like I was being held through transition yeah the the awareness that's coming is just of oneness of divine essence that is so safe, so there's a simplicity, which is not really the word, but simplicity, humility, absolute non-judgment. And that was the, the sense of it, that I was being supported, that I was this love. And as I was lying there in the stream, I felt that real tightness at the top of my hamstring just starting to let go. As though the earth and this stream was just a field of pure supportive beingness and I could let go into that. And it was so profound the whole way back. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I'd been meant to do the dishes. I asked my husband to do that and... I just sat in silence for a while and just absorbed this sense of supportedness, of grace, of knowing I could be patient, knowing that it will come gently. And that's what I want to say to all of you is that 
transition or transformation if we have the courage to keep going there, to open into it. We will be supported every single step of the way. And it comes back to that saying that Isaira has, which is vulnerability is the hinge on the gate to great power. And what that means is that when we are moving through transition or transformation, it's always a bit scary because inevitably we're letting go of old patterns or perhaps we're changing something in the world that feels very challenging. It might be moving jobs or going into a new transition in life and there's many of those and I'll talk about that later. But there's always or very often, in fact I'd say always, a sense of vulnerability because it's new, because it's change, because it's adjustment and because we're having to open into something that we don't know what the outcome will be. But if we are willing to step towards that vulnerability, to open into it, that's what's going to allow spirit to flow and support will come. Whereas if we close off in fear and refuse to move forward because it's too scary, we are locked away from that support. We're locking it out. So that's why vulnerability is the hinge on the gate to great power. It means we're unlocking power, in other words, spirit, the spirit that we are, as we open into vulnerability. And, you know, transition doesn't have to be, I mean, for me lately it's mostly been internal but you know transition is often external in the world even if it's going into teenagehood or going into a new relationship or getting married or getting separated or having children or growing old or or it might be and this is something that I've been seeing a lot lately and it's partly why I'm I'm doing this is just starting to recognize patterns in the world that aren't serving us and you know quite a lot lately I've seen a number of people with just that that incredibly common age-old pattern of vulnerability is not allowed, fear is not allowed, sadness is not allowed so there's been suppression then of fear you know so much of the world has fear that they've got no idea is there and fear then creates patterns and those patterns are completely different and are dependent on the human but fear often creates withdrawal or avoidance so we might withdraw from offering our value in our work because we're scared of failure or scared of mistakes or scared of change. We might withdraw from connecting in relationships or going into intimate relationships because we're scared of rejection or abandonment or disapproval. Fear can also create a desire to control. It can create the desire to be very obsessive and do too much, take too much on. You know, fear can have so many patterns. And so if we're not prepared to see what's underneath those patterns that we all have, be it patterns of control or avoidance or doing too much, whatever it is, 
then we're not going to be able to change those patterns. And it's just about seeing that fear with the greatest compassion, the greatest kindness. I always say treat fear with love. And the more we then see the fear and the pattern it's creating, then we can start to shift those patterns. But it is going to feel vulnerable. You know, when we first start to let go of control, for instance, it's going to feel scary. And guess what? Because it feels scary, we might also be grumpy. (laughs) And that's the case with this spiritual journey, you know, and one moment I'm deepening into beautiful, loving states and the next moment I'm grumpy with someone. (laughs) And it's because the vulnerability of allowing that deepening is scary and grumpiness comes out and but the more I accept that vulnerability and accept the fear and hold it with compassion, then I'm not going to take it out on my hubby or, you know, my kids or whoever's around. And along with that in terms of supporting transition, so it's very much about first of all being honest, you know, very compassionately honest with what isn't serving you in the world, having a look at your life and seeing, you know, what's not working, what patterns keep repeating that I'm not enjoying and then taking responsibility, this must be something in me and then sit with it in meditation, not with analysis and judgment but just with presence and see what comes and you may gain insight as to ah, there's things I need to shift or there's fear that's having an impact and then it's about working on stepping towards that transition or that transformation. And what I want to also share is when we are going through transformation, be it internal or some major shift in the world that's happened, even grief, you know, is an immense transformation or transition. We have to be very compassionate. And one thing I'll say about this last retreat, which was, you know, I am so blessed to have had the opportunity to do that, to be in loving nature, to be with the ancestors, to be with Auntie Jinta. It is one of the gifts, to be honest, one of the greatest gifts I've had in this lifetime. But since I've got home, I've been so tired, (laughs) so tired. And yes, there's been moments of grumpiness. Some of the tiredness is that sometimes also I'm not sleeping brilliantly and that's because when there's major transition, resistance does come up. There is tension, you know, and so sometimes because of that we don't sleep well. Sometimes I know I'm actually not meant to sleep well. It's just part of this spiritual journey and because then I have to spend a few hours at night really working on being in that state, that deep presence, that oneness. And so it's good practice, you know, So not only am I tired because there's been a bit of a lack of sleep sometimes, not bad, but but also it's just the transformation itself, transition itself is draining, you know, because it's a whole new experience, because there's fear. So we need to be really kind to ourselves when we're going through transition. You know, take on less in the world. Let yourself manage less in the day. Accept that there might be tiredness. Accept that there's going to be vulnerability. 
just be really gentle with yourself and with the amount that feels wholesome for your body to do. And I know sometimes that's beyond our control because there's certain stuff that needs to be done. But beyond that, when you can look after yourself, do look after yourself. Or sometimes it may even be necessary to take some time off. When I got back from the retreat, I had there was one client the next day that I <laughs> realised. I mean, I was actually very present in my heart space, but quite honestly, my brain wasn't working too well that day. <laughs> and so I was very present with her in a deep sense, but I do remember asking her the same, the same thing twice. I hope she is okay about that. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it now. But it has kind of made me realise that, you know, probably after a treat, I don't see people the next day. You know, I just need to let myself... Uh, center in a bit because sometimes the brain's just not firing on all cylinders <laughs> there's been so much transition and there's another thing that I was going to say and that is you know we're we're often very impatient with ourselves when we're going through transformation transition and we're wanting it to all happen yesterday and to be over it already and to be getting on with life perfectly you know and just to, just going back to the retreat again, you know, it took me, the retreat was five days long and by the last morning I was really sitting in this most beautiful state of just beingness um, and I was just grasping this immense simplicity of the essence that we are and this immense absolute non-judgment, absolute love, you know. And But then by the afternoon that started to fade and my ego resistance started to come back in as it does. And then again the next day when I woke up in the morning I was in this beautiful state and my husband <laughs> came in and I said, go away, I don't want to talk to you, I'm just enjoying this sublime state that I'm in. But, of course, that does fade because when I'm not, you know, when you're around Auntie Ginger because she sits there, she pulls you there, you know, and it's harder when you get back into the world and, well, I guess most beings in the world are still caught in a reasonable amount of fear and so and coming back in a full plane and all that, you know. So it gets harder and it's tempting to be frustrated with myself and to want to grasp and hold on to that. I'm using the word simplicity and it's not describing it, but put it this way, I heard a spiritual teacher once say that when she became fully in line, it was a bit like she finally stopped running, like there really wasn't any fear anymore. And I know there's still fear in me and... I know there's aspects of me that still want to run from that. That's the resistance. The, but I had moments towards the end of that retreat where I was really grasping that sense of, oh, <laughs> this is going to be perfect. This is never a reason to run, you know. And, of course, I want that back, <laughs> but it's not there just at the moment. So... 
or only brief touches, let's say. And whether that will takes me, you know, three months or three years to get back to or even longer, who knows? But the point is that we can't grasp, you know, we can't try and hold on to. It's more just about working on presence, letting the state be whatever state we're in, letting it be that, letting everything be as it is, just continuing to have the willingness to, if we're in resistance, if we're in anger and annoyance, if we're in fear, to witness that with absolute compassion, if we're in deep presence and a beautiful state, enjoy it, (laughs) you know, be in that, revel in it and do all the things that help coming back to that, which is being in nature, particularly barefoot. You know that most of the time at the retreat we spent so much time in nature and it did provide the most sublime moments. Um, So being in nature, doing your meditations regularly, doing your breathing where you're slowing down the exhalation and calming your state, being accepting of yourself and kind to yourself. You know, self-judgment will not help you move forward. In fact, it just winds you up into that sympathetic nervous system state of low-grade anxiety. So acceptance will always help you calm. And another thing about that is through any transition or transformation, be prepared to see when you are being, you know, when there is fear, because every time we're going through transition, fear will come up because it is vulnerable. And fear often makes us grumpy, you know. So just be aware to keep an eye on yourself, gentle honesty, and even you know, to the extent of recognising that what we are feeling, whether we're we're accepting our fear and being aware of it or if we're resisting it, is going to have an impact even if we're saying nothing on those around us. And just an example of that is my son and his girlfriend have a new puppy who's beautiful, but he's also a puppy and was actually a teenager now and you know, he's still got his testes, so there's a bit of testosterone happening. <laughs> and puppies can get bitey at times as well. So he has occasional moments, you could say, and I've got scratches all over my arms at the moment. <laughs> and, you know, what I've noticed is that if I'm, in, you know, there's always some resistance in my, me. If I'm in a state of acceptance of that, being gentle with that, being open, just being vulnerable, letting it be, that it actually, I reckon this puppy behaves better when I'm not in judgment of myself and when I'm more accepting. And if I'm annoyed in resistance and I'm annoyed at myself for that, I reckon he picks it up. And I'm sure it's the same with humans as well. So we have an impact even if we're not saying or doing anything. And that's purely to do with whether we're loving ourselves or whether we're not loving ourselves. And that's not, again, to judge if you know you're not loving yourself, right? Because that would just be more judgment. So it's just about seeing it. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's come back to being kind, come back to being accepting, 
come back to being gentle and always maintaining that honesty. And, you know, the benefits of supporting and allowing transition and transformation is that not only will our personal experience, our life experience and the experience of those around us be significantly benefited, but in fact it has a, an impact on a global scale. And if you think about it, and I, and I often have clients say to me, you know, but this is too scary, I can't do this, or, you know, this feeling of, starting to accept their fear, starting to make changes, perhaps starting to open up towards intimate relationships or putting them out, themselves out to connect with people more when they have previously been too scared. It can be really terrifying if someone's been caught in anxiety. But, you know, as we, as we learn to step through fear, First of all, we will be supported. It will be much easier than you think. So first of all, there's that. But also, it will immensely benefit your life because you're always going to bring in more love. Your relationships will work better. They'll be more peaceful. Others around you will benefit by you setting the example. But more than that, you think about war and uh, judgment and racism and uh, all abuse that happens in the world, right? And it's on a global scale, it is also about levels of fear and control and power. And if we deal with that in the microcosm at the individual level, we are going to be healing that experience on a global scale because this is all one essence ultimately and Auntie Jinta did this beautiful we closed the retreat with this beautiful ceremony and I'll just tell you a tiny bit about it we were sitting around a sacred fire and Auntie Jinta rolled out some wool and it was three strands of three different colors and the colors were red to represent the earth, yellow to represent the sun and black to represent the entire cosmos. And these of course are the colors of our First Nations people. And each strand of wool had, we had three strands and it was to represent what she called the Trinity and I can't quite remember what it was about but it was to do with levels of pure awareness and consciousness and I guess in religion those of you that have grown up in the Catholic Church you would be aware of what was called the Holy Trinity the Father Son and the Holy Spirit so it was like that but it, it said differently <laughs> but anyway this wall was we were sitting in a circle and we each um, held the wool and so we, and as it was unwound. So we were all holding this wool in a circle. And that came to me later as, first of all, on that individual level or the level of that group, how the oneness that we all are, the divine essence, and that we were 
supporting each other in transition, in transformation. We were one divine essence, the earth underneath us, sun above us, the cosmos, all this pure loving awareness, this pure oneness. And since then I've done meditation each morning with, in fact, my family and all periphery to the family and sometimes friends just in that space of sharing this one divine essence and also on a global scale of global politicians sharing this thread, if you like, of pure awareness. I mean, really, it is all oneness. And it's a beautiful concept to imagine, you know, people like Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Anthony Albanese, the Dalai Lama even, or... Joe Biden or whoever, just imagining the entire earth as this loving essence and every leader immersed in this as this. And that's just another example of what Auntie Jinta calls, you know, microcosm, macrocosm, that if, as we change ourselves internally, it is going to have an impact globally as well. So I just want to really encourage you all to step towards transition, step towards transformation, no matter how vulnerable it feels, knowing it's okay to be grumpy, knowing you can support yourself, take it easy, be gentle, be kind with yourself along the way. It is so worth it. And it does start to happen on the journey kind of more and more that it's almost like it's permanently you're in transition. You know, there isn't really time out. <laughs> I mean, there is. There's easier moments. It's just that, well, I guess ultimately the only comfort zone is going to be resting in pure awareness or divine love. So until we get there, we might as well step towards vulnerability because at least that means we're on our way. And we're going to be supported every step of the journey. So I think that's enough for now. Just to remind you, you can look up my website, livingawarenesswa.com. I also have a Facebook page, an Instagram page and YouTube channel, which are all Living Awareness WA. At the moment, I'm mostly doing individual therapy. I will be having a workshop later in the year, so you can keep your eye out for that on my website. And please share this podcast with friends, family, workmates, whoever you think might be interested. And bless you all on your journey of transition, transformation, and much love to you all. <laughs>